Uh, Bye. A pack heavy yeah, with have... trinkets is often low on supplies. It's something like that, right? Yep. I can't forget to do Ruin has come to this Ruin podcast. Ruin has come in with to it. this podcast. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> Just record right, that I'll, with I'll, maximum I'll, reverb. <laughs> I'll be right back. In time, you will know the extent of my failures. In time, you will know the extent of my podcast. <laughs> you will never know the extent of my podcast. <laughs> it is too immense and unknowable. It is too long. Too long has my podcast <laughs> gone on. <laughs> Yes, I would say so. We're the best. Hello and welcome everyone to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week, and this week we entered the bowels of the darkest dungeon. That's right, we visited the ancestor's estate and we discovered what horrors awaited us there. Now, I have with me some of the most horrific and least helpful quirks that you could possibly acquire on a venture into the darkest dungeon. Absolutely paranoia. <laughs> we have paranoia, Seb. Uh, I, I, I think that um, I might be dying. <laughs> I, th- I think there's something after me right now. I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I have a bad feeling. Everyone else is like, God, be quiet already. <laughs> we have just suck it up. We off. have bad gambler, Cam. <laughs> Let me roll these uh, dice to see if I can attack. Nope. <laughs> Yes, I'll die. <laughs> uh, we have. I would have also accepted addicted to. <laughs> just won't attack. It just keeps playing. Yeah, all of us have that right, right now. I, I'm actually fine. Uh, I, I can I can stop playing uh-huh. whenever I want and not play it at all. Even it's fine. Uh-huh. Instead, I'll play the game that likes to hurt me instead. It's, it's fine and good. <laughs> uh, we have weak grip on life, Alex. <laughs> I'm about to pass on. Uh. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, and I am your host, Dud Hitter, Nick. Oh, Dud. that's a good one. Dud, Dud hitter. hitter. Yeah, I got that one. I, got <laughs> I that think one I'm on about to have guys. Stinky Cat. Oh. So, yeah, Dud Hitter is the opposite of Clutch Hitter. It's like minus 5% crit if your HP is low. It's so, like, instead of being good under you pressure. Don't come in yeah. Clutch. yeah. <laughs> this guy's unreliable under pressure. Which is such a funny thing to have in a game where you're always under pressure. Like, the game is constantly about putting yourself in pressure situations. Like, this guy really cracks under pressure. Better put him on the team. It's like, 
<laughs> this guy is known for cracking under pressure. There's a lot of that in this game. Yeah, luckily for the player, i.e. me, it's not about... It's all up... If the characters blow it, it's not my fault a lot of the time. Yeah, you're the manager. Uh, I'm I'm smoking a lot of cigarettes and pulling my hair out over over the failures that my uh, my team is is, is having here. Like, I've got... I just had good RNG for 2.9 hours. I had a fine time with the game. Yeah, I'm famous for quitting while he's ahead. I think this, this, he's the real winner. Here. You are such a winner, dude. Like I, I am not like this time. I got. I am not here I'll, to I'll talk shit on it. I think. Yeah, we'll get into I think later. in the end it will be very funny how badly my guys did because you know I, I take a lot of uh, silly pride in how well I do in a game that somebody only told me about a week ago. Like uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always trying. I will conquer this. Right, completely. right. I, I will go in blind and I will come out victorious. I, I am going to be, you know, I, I am going to act like Caesar here or whatever. But no, that does not always happen. Sometimes I am defeated by the video game, and uh, I think today will be a good example of that. Um, and it's not even like I, I mean, like I was a little, I was, I, I was gonna say, it's not even like I was arrogant. I was absolutely arrogant. Because I, I'm like, I don't need to look at the wiki. And Alex told me to look at the wiki. The guy who has way more experience in this game <laughs> told me to look at the wiki. And I was like, I, I do not need that. I, I will intuit what is going on here. Oh, this episode. Mm-hmm. Now. So for the first segment, we talked. We wanted to talk a little bit about how to stress the player out. Because this game is an expert in that. It's a lot about stressing the player characters out, but also about kind of putting the pressure on you a little bit. And there are a couple of ways that you can do that. So... You have, uh, to get a little uh, nerdy here, which I always do, and these guys love to make fun of me for, uh, when you're doing yeah, game design... your prepared list. No, come on. Only when you're on a forum and posting on a Look, forum. The forum, although now that Twitter's dying, it's, it's less Yeah, funny. yeah. Oh, you what? You're going to come crawling back to me and say, hey, where are people having civil discussions? <laughs> I'll say, please, please. <laughs> Is it really actually dying? or? Uh, it's it's slow. Good right it's now. taking poison There's damage. less people on it, and it doesn't work very yeah, well. Yeah, the, the website is worse in every way that could be measured. Um Ooh. Oh, that's a, all right. That's a good way to stress your player out. Twitter integration. Yes, God. Yeah, God. So um, there are people right now who are going through it. People who really care about the uh, the mobile game Grand Blue, <clears throat> which is one of those oh, no. like fucking gotcha like uh, anime titty games. Sorta. It's like a it's like an anime like RPG kind of like gather your party and they're all weird uh, like like an- like anime characters. You get the nice JPEGs of the ones you ones you like and. Um, uh, assemble a team and such but the thing is they uh use twitter as a way to communicate when like the raids are happening and like when everything ha- like you that's how you like recruit other players is they use twitter as like kind of a social mechanic and people are really panicking about that website going down because they're like the japanese devs aren't going to switch to their own thing they're just gonna like close the game they'll they'll be done with it they'll be like yeah sure that's well, fine that's it no, they'll make that's a new one but it's like i like this one it's like so in a way that is a good way to uh stress the player out. to have a an aspect of the game depend on something that is outside of everyone's control so yeah, outside the devs control. like the fucking halo one multiplayer needing game spy servers oh no <laughs> oh, it's like buddy those are not up. You hit you you put your tent on the wrong uh, plot. So there. what I was going to granted it was early on in yeah. online multiplayer. They hadn't yeah. quite figured everything out yet. And one of the other things, yeah. games journalism will never die. One of the things that I was thinking was that uh, 
this different players are going to be affected by different things and it comes down to motivation like intrinsic and extrinsic motivation like whether the motivation comes from something the player wants to do on their own coming from inside them intrinsic or something that the game tells them they need to care about like if the if the game has a big hourglass in it and they're like when that hourglass comes out of sand runs out of sand you are fucked versus the 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 intrinsic thing of like if if a character in the game says like uh boy I sure would be sad if we didn't do our objective and you're like, oh, no, I, I don't want to disappoint, disappoint them. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to disappoint them. <laughs> uh, where it's like, is, is it a punishment or is it a feeling from inside the player that they want? And to me, I find that the things that I'm putting on myself are often the ones that are the most stressful. Like the, what, the, the game telling me that something is bad is, not, is never truly as much of a punishment as... Uh, making your wife no. Uh, well, yes, that, but also You're caring about something yeah, as me personally like caring about something. Like in your inventory, like okay, in Bayonetta, if you do bad, you get a rock, and the it's very it's very funny and even lightly toned, but uh, like it, it's not meant to, it's meant to make fun of you only a little bit, but it's mostly like yeah, you know, there's no real consequences. You get to move on with the game and it's fine, but mm-hmm. when I get a rock, that like hurts worse than dying. Like in the game, like the dying in the game has more consequences to me. The game telling you, you yeah, the game telling me without yeah, having any you suck, but there's no consequences here. I'm like, oh wow, you can keep playing, but we just want you to know, you just <laughs> yeah, want to no. be bad. Bad job, bad job. Ugh. Um, I I definitely am the kind of player where I. I see that I'm like this game is a good example, but I like I see that I'm running out of torches, and it's like I got a lot more left. It's like the the tension of being almost out of a resource is really good to me. Emily is a. I think that's why uh, that's why early Resident Evil works for me so mm. much because it's like you only got ten bullets, and you know there are more than ten enemies in front of you. Absolutely, I am a I am a resource user as opposed to a resource hoarder. So to me, oh, wow. like I I'm 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 like. If I got them, you're few and you're of a, f- a rare breed. <laughs> I feel like everyone saves that rocket launcher until the boss battle. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. Like, but like I want to, to me like it it does no good rotting in my inventory, right? Like, I you get to look at it though whenever you want, <laughs> just in case. Emily is like a never never use anything in the inventory kind of uh, player, and to me it's stressful to look at her. Like, just collecting all this stuff in the game and then never engaging with any of the systems. That, to me, is, like, annoying to watch. Like, it drives me crazy to watch somebody else play the game and all there's all this stuff in the game and you don't want to touch it. Well, here's a... I have a story of caution um, to bring it back to Zelda, which is on all of our minds, mm. maybe the listeners' minds. Um, I was playing Breath of the Wild's DLC right before the new one came out, and I was, like... The new one was coming out on, like, Friday, and I was playing on, like, Wednesday. So I knew I was, like, done with the game. So I went somewhere, and I sold all my uh, rubies. Rupees? Uh, like no, rubies. rubies. Oh, like the rubies. stone. Yeah, um, the mineral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I, for some, I don't know why I did it. It was to buy something else, and then went to upgrade my clothing, and it the only item I was missing was rubies. <laughs> no! <laughs> Like, I just sold, like, ten of them. I had, like, more than enough to do both things. Mm-hmm. And 
just immediately afterward <laughs> regretted it. And I luckily I was just like, okay, I'm done with this game. <laughs> yeah. I, down, I waited two days for the new one to come out. <laughs> I actually played Darkest Dungeon on it instead. Mm. Yeah. So that it it can happen to mm-hmm. you. <laughs> it happened to you. Cautionary tale. A cautionary tale. Um, that's why I haven't sold a single rock in. Uh, in oh, oh, I've I sold all, all my right fucking away. rocks so far. I won't do it. Won't do it. Again, a way that a game really can like do it for me in terms of like stress, and something that I think that we should incorporate into our uh, potential stress video game is having something on the screen that you know will incur a dice roll that could be bad. Like, mm. like uh, when in this game, right, there's like the, the, the thing where the heart attack can happen if they are too stressed out, but it doesn't always. Yeah. If the heart attack happens or every like time, door. then it's not yeah. as stressful because it's a known outcome, right? Like even if it, that is very bad and you would be scared of it, for I think that the tension of not knowing whether somebody will live or die is scarier. Um, and in that way, and like uh, Shin Megami Tensei, right? Is like there's a uh, when you notice that an enemy has an instant death spell, and they just like they use it, and it doesn't work. Oh yeah, and like because they have low yeah, accuracy. or they have low accuracy or whatever, or like. Or, or, you know, some of your party members are immune to death, which can happen. Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but, like, uh, because de- death in, in the Shin Megami Tensei games is like an element, like fire or water. So, like, a, yeah. so an instant death spell is counted as the death element. So some creatures are going to be immune to it. So you run into an enemy, and that enemy casts the death spell. It's like, now, even if they don't use it, you're going to know in your head that they can cast the instant death spell. They yeah. Yeah. And if it works, then you just die. And if your main character dies, even if your other party members are alive, they can't revive your main character. Game it's over. game over and you're going back uh-huh. to that save point or whatever. And that to me is like more stressful even than like like knowing for sure that they can just instantly kill me. Like it's it's like if you fall into a pit and you die or whatever in a video game, it's like I knew the pit was going to instantly kill me and I and I fell. It, there's no element of chance there. It's it's the role, right? That that makes it yeah. truly scary. That's a good point. I like that. So um, obviously the whole thing, the whole game is going to be timed, and it's a. Yep, I was about timed, to say timer. everything is up yep. to chance. <laughs> it's it's a eighteen hour timer. It's so long that you shouldn't be stressed out, but you. But it just means I, you're more the, stressed. The out good thing about a timer and like any any of those kind of meter mechanics or anything like that is it makes every choice you make something that you could second guess because it's like, is this the best way to use my time? Am I wasting my time not doing this or? Like everything is an opportunity cost. I could go over here and do this, but I could go do that. Yep, it's, <laughs> it's great. Wh- why bother going over there? It could be a complete waste of time. Um, you have a limited number of attacks in the game. Let's <laughs> like use them all up. You can't. Yeah. Two hundred <laughs> attacks. Attack yeah, actually, that, that game is actually sounding kind of cool. I'm, I'm like, get, I'm like getting into this. Like, you have a well, limited what's... number of attacks, but maybe the way that you get around it is by trying to avoid enemies. And so that way, if yeah. you get into an encounter that's not forced, you're like, oh, God, I could have avoided this. And now I have to use up one of my attacks. Yep, exactly. I All think... limited resources, permanently limited resources. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys that's... played there the game One Shot? At least one. 
Uh, no. That's that game has yeah. a really I, interesting I mechanic, where uh, if if you die, the the game won't load anymore. Like, oh. <laughs> now the game is easy. It's not True. meant to be. The idea is that like the sun is about to die in the in the game, and so like it's like oh this is like the last little adventure I think to to get it before. to continue, <laughs> and if you if you die well that was the last chance and you're done. But it's meant to be like a poignant thing. People are making games that uh, are you know are trying to like really tell you something with the system mechanics, but it also is funny to be like, yeah you know I was trying to be serious with this. If you you know if you die that's it. Yeah, you can't play, you can't the, play game. the game again. Sorry. Why? Why would I let you play the game again? I was, I was trying to make a point here. Yeah, you There's died. There's no more game. Yeah, you lost. Yeah, <laughs> the game is not there. I told you, you only had you one shot. Yeah. You should have been better at it. That's all. Uh, something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some some sort of outer wilds uh, type mechanic. Oh, we, oh, um, we, there's I was giant we... anglerfish. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to move very uh, slowly. Yeah. <laughs> We've played a lot of games that could be classified as stressful. On yeah, and I think stressful to different I people. Uh, I I have uh, grown and and uh, grown stronger in my life, but when we first played Pikmin, I was having a lot of trouble with that. <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, make you you're feel bad down for all every your little guys. Every yeah. individual one of those guys is a soul yeah. that you kill. In chill. our game, it's like that, but they're small dogs. <laughs> they're, they're all have names, and then yeah. when they die, they die forever. Oh, that's what your attacks are. Like you have like a little army of guys that you're like using up, and they're like, "I'll Sound die nice. for you. Like I'll die for you, Dogs master." Bombs strapped to their chests. Yeah. Um, there's a. A resource management game that one of my um, one of the YouTubers I watched just came out with because he he actually has a game studio, um, and one of the things that happens because it's it's about um, like being out on the Antarctic ice during the um, age of exploration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is you could have to eat your dogs. Oh my god! Uh, which is very stressful. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like you, you want to keep playing, don't you? Do this mm-hmm. awful thing real quick. That <laughs> it's either your crew, who all has names and stories and backgrounds, could die, or your dogs could die. Oof. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Or that's you pretty you could horrendous. feed them with your dogs. That, I don't know that I've played, like just playing Red Dead Redemption. I I played that so carelessly and like. Or carefree, I guess I should say. Or it's like nothing really that bad can happen to you in that game, so it doesn't. And it would never really feel that stressed out. Yeah, that's a movie game. Yeah, that's like not really like. A, I guess I mean it's survival in like other way different ways, but. Yeah, I'm thinking back to other stuff we've done for the show. Um, this is one one of the cases where this doesn't usually work for me in games, but uh, Amnesia has a couple really good sequences where someone is chasing you, and I think oh, dude, that chase is, sequences really get me. I think. Oh it, yeah, it can Fuck, be yeah. super hacky, but it if they do a good one, it fucking works big time. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. that's definitely mm. true. <laughs> so dude, our Amnesia was so bad for me. Yeah, that one really scared me. Yeah. The fucking water. Oh thing. yeah, the, the water yeah, creature honestly, was one of the ones I was thinking that, about. So, it's such mm-hmm. a simple effect, but it works so well. So a game I've talked about <laughs> on here, and I, I tried to make Alex play. I don't remember if he actually did it or not. It was uh, Mouth Sweet, which is another game that has invisible monsters, and mm-hmm. invisible monsters are great for a game developer because you don't have to make a model. 
Um, but also, it it <laughs> can be yeah. like terrifying because you really are truly are leaving it up to the player's imagination. Now, in Amnesia, even though it was it was very scary, it was also kind of hacky. It was a little. It was it was both. I want to say it was both. And it, yeah, they yeah. straddled the line because that game is yeah. kind of well. I wouldn't say low mm-hmm. budget, but they. Uh, <laughs> it's a little it euro. Yeah, it wasn't a. And it made me imagine game. a very like like some a creature that was like flopping because of the it had like one footstep. It would go flop, flop, flop. Like, yeah, and like, I hate that. Yeah, and it was oh, wow. uh, that, and like the way it would like bite things, and uh, in Mouth Suite, every time you get into an encounter, you have a uh, like a crosshair that's going back and forth, and you are shooting at invisible monsters, and when you hit, a blood splatter will let you know where they were and how cl- like what part of the body your shot hit, and that is such a a cool way to keep kind of doing that. Killer7 also has something like this, even though it's not a horror game. But they have ways to kind of, like, discern where your enemies are. There are ways to, like, detect where these invisible enemies are going to be rather than just kind of firing and using sound to figure it out. And I love the idea of invisible enemies. So I don't know that that should be the whole game, but I think there should be sections with invisible enemies. Yeah. Invisible enemies that chase you. And they eat your dogs. Mm. And they're yeah. your boss. Well, you have to, yeah, you have to send your C4 dogs out to blow them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but you, you only it. get a limited number of C4 dogs, and they all have names. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the all have names. Treats. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you accrue credit card debt when your dog Yeah, dies. I was going to say they should <laughs> yeah. charge something to your credit card. Or... Your I was credit thinking yeah, you have to down. have this link to or the up. Nintendo eShop. I was thinking they should so call that you every the time they charge your credit card, it uh, it gives you like a fraud Now, there is already bank. legal yeah. precedent for animals charging the Nintendo account. I believe we talked about this on a previous episode. Uh-huh. So I think we just have to implement that technology into our game. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. I think I want them to call me on the phone. <laughs> I think that's oh, fuck. Yeah. It adds your number to another weird. spam list every time Every time you lose too many uh, members. The the pause music for the game is your the, the sound your phone makes as your alarm <laughs> to wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> God, that would suck so bad. As the no, pause it's, it's your favorite song, so you start to hate it because it oh. plays over and over again. <laughs> your favorite song upside down and backwards so that you yeah. like it <laughs> yep that's how it's, it works right it's dark your favorite song <laughs> i don't know if i can follow song. you guys on this one <laughs> i'm not quite sure i understand what the hell we're getting what do you mean <laughs> i'm not sure i understand what quite what the hell you're well, getting Nick, it's, it's like if your if your favorite song was like short and wide it would be tall and skinny <laughs> it's, it's, yeah i now, how would they say I am going to the store? <laughs> the, 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 the store. You are not <laughs> the. <laughs> what's the opposite of a store? <laughs> how? Where do you Post not office? buy? The opposite of is, buy do things. the nouns change? Is not. <laughs> yes. Everything is back. Is the opposite. <laughs> We'll never do an episode on Pizarro. We can't. We I'll find a way to make it work. Uh, we can't do it. Are we? Yeah. We are we missing? I think we got. I think we honestly got think everything. Got and I think that yeah. with subtle tweaks or no tweaks at all, uh, this next game made in RPG Maker could be the next indie horror hit. Shit, this was made in RPG Maker? Oh, this one, the, yes. Our game. Our game, our game was our made, game in made in RPG, RPG Maker. Maker. Yes. Darkest Dungeon, yep. absolutely not. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. This must be like a Unity game or mm. something. Should also, um, what? Sorry, one more. Like yep. uh, when you get hurt, yes. it has like those buzzer things where it, like it shocks you. It's like yeah, like yeah. If you're playing like, with a controller, it should be those? just be like a really hard, uh, harsh vibration. Like that yeah. way, even those, if you're even if you're playing with all the sound I, off, it just goes. Cam, that made me think of the episode of It's Always Sunny where they do Family Feud, and Dennis is just like every time the ant buzzer comes on, he's like he's just like so rattled. Yeah, <laughs> he's like it's like it hurts him in his, in his soul. <laughs> he takes psychic damage. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Even it pain, like when it's about to come, even if it's incredibly minor, I I can't, I don't I don't mm-hmm. like dealing with that. Although I had my blood taken so much recently that that doesn't bother me. Anymore. I was supposed to anyway, do that today uh, and I didn't end up having time. Oops. Dag. It's all right. I'll be fine. Probably more important than doing no, this. No, I probably it's, should have gone. What I, have, do you mean? I just, I just oh, have you to talk like, about a video I game. I just have to get it done before it, right? the skin test. And the skin test isn't until I come back home from Combo Breaker. So I got time. Uh, you know what's skin stressful? Test. A skin test. Yeah. I. I don't think I'd pass. What happens if you fail? Uh, <laughs> if I fail, well, I, I don't know if it, I don't know My if pass or F. failure is. I'm allergic to all the things I was talking about. Yeah. I just watched Predator Two, and that is a lot of good people who failed the skin <laughs> test. <laughs> uh, skin check. Skin check. Sorry, none here. Real skin check. <laughs> it's like cup check. Like. What? <laughs> You have to finish your skin. Rips your skin (laughs) off. All right, all right. When we come back, we will be talking about Darkest Dungeon, a game where a lot of people fail the skin check. a great horror beneath the manor. A crawling chaos that must be destroyed. The task ahead is terrible. And weakness cannot be tolerated. My obsession caused this great foulness. Now, like me, you are a part of this place. everyone to please don't listen to this your life depends on it where ruin has come to this podcast 
correct. That's thank true. You, thank you. So we are here play, uh, after playing some Darkest Dungeon. Alex, why don't you tell us about your experience with this game and a little about what it is? Hmm. Uh, I uh, So I brought this forward for the show mostly because I was... Uh, the second game just came out of Early Access, and I've been seeing a bunch of stuff on how cool and interesting that game is. Um, and so it made me want to reinstall and give it another go, and I've just been kind of in the mood for this kind of... Uh, really kind of mechanics-rich, punishing, uh, interesting strategy game. Uh, so I thought I'd bring it forward for the show, and I didn't do any video games last year, so I wanted to break the seal on this with something that I really like. So Yeah, and somehow uh, Alex chose the worst week for playing a video game <laughs> yeah, you, of all time. You really did end up on the... I think it was good, actually. <laughs> Yeah, this is a very different experience than uh, the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Um, but uh, it, just a brief rundown on Dark Ascension: it's a uh, like kind of a strategy management game where you uh, keep a roster of heroes and you run them through dungeons um, till they go insane or die or both, uh, and uh, try and accomplish your goals, beat bosses, and then eventually clear the titular darkest dungeon to uh, remove the curse on your uh, ancestral homeland. Uh, And basically, it's like a turn-based RPG. You have four party members, and you fight off against... Or is it four? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, You you fight off against uh, up to four enemies, and it's kind of a, like... Uh, a formation system where like you can only if you're in the front you can only attack certain guys and certain moves can only attack certain guys so that's kind of one layer of strategy and then you have moves and you can shuffle your party around and each guy each class of character has their own specific skills which we'll touch on Uh, and all your enemies have they basically all follow the same rules which is a great thing about this system uh, where if if one of your enemies uses a move that stuns you you can do the same to them generally uh, mm-hmm. And the vice versa with everything else. Yeah, this uh, game does kind of work as like a prefab. Poke- like I, I hate to compare this to Pokemon, but that's one of the. Only, it's a similar reference point. It's one of the only types of these games I've played. But like, you don't have to unlock four moves. Like your guy comes with four moves. It, it's just like you he's already four like moves. You ready four to go. You like. We don't have yeah. to level them up and get like four. They're just like kind of ready to go. You can get more moves and switch them out, but it's nice that your guys are already there and kind of have their purpose. Yeah, when you have you you pick a character class and they already pretty much have their whole skill set. You can make their uh, weapons do more damage by upgrading their weapon, but their skill set is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this does kind of remind me of um, assuming I'm a tensei a little bit because there are always more of that guy coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They're not. It's not one and done. You, if you kill your highwaymen, you could uh, uh, potentially pick another one up, or you could have a whole team of them mm-hmm. if you really want right. to. <laughs> and the game uh, will like make little snide comments at you for your party composition right before you exit the. Uh, it's very a couple oh, yeah. of cutesy. There's a couple that. cutesy party uh, party prefabs like. They've thought of a bunch of these combinations, and they have funny. I wanted to do them. the all white mage, but I didn't get enough of them. I didn't get enough of them to. If you, I don't uh, think I got one, any white mages. One of one of my favorite was favorites is um, if you bring a hellion with three antiquarians. The antiquarians mm-hmm. are basically your like money making characters. They're they suck at combat, but you get extra treasure. 
the prefab, like the nickname for that is called the sightseeing tour because you have the, <laughs> the heli in out front uh, mm. acting as the tour guide for all of them. But they That's have a lot really of those cute. little things. Uh, I only used game, like the, the, the regular suspects or something, I think was the only one yep. I got. Yeah, and then if you bring in like all of the kind of roguish characters, they've got a special one for that, like the highwayman and the uh, bounty hunter and all those. I got guys. one that was like jack of all trades for, uh, I'm not quite mm. sure what, like my party comp didn't seem that special, but looking on it back on it now, I think it was all melee users, like all like like tradesmen rather, as opposed to anyone oh, really? with a range skill or a healer or anything like that. Yeah, there's like, uh, I just pulled up the wiki page for him. There's like a hundred of these. There's so many. Wow. They thought of everything. <laughs> yeah. Only a hundred. Jesus Christ. Wow. There's a lot. Maybe there's more. That's Maybe insane. Long, yeah. Long I, I love stuff like that. Like having certain party members gives you a little nickname mm -hmm. for your thing. I know there's another game that's done something like that, but I can't think of what it is. In time, you will know so, the depths of my failures. But Alex is going to talk first. Uh, so what's this game about? Yeah, so I, I kind of gave it a little bit of a rundown. You're uh, embarking on these little dungeon quests that usually take around, I don't know, like 10 to 15 minutes uh, to uh, usually go and do a thing, and uh, you bring your party through. They can die permanently, um, but uh, there are a lot of interesting systems at place in place to uh, work around that. Um, and then eventually you're building up to defeat all of the bosses of the area and then conquer the darkest dungeon. Which is kind of the like, the like set of four or five, I think, like end game level missions. A fun touch, since I don't know if I'll get a chance to mention it elsewhere. Uh, when you uh, get a team ready for the darkest dungeon, if you take on one of those missions, whether or not you clear it, uh, that that team that you brought in will never want to go back ever again. <laughs> oh wow! So you oh. need a you need a really deep bench um, on radiant, the easiest difficulty. Uh, they will go back, but they start at basically full stress, so you mm. don't want to do that. <laughs> they know how bad it is. Yeah, and because this game is kind of about uh, putting grist through the mill, it's mm -hmm. the game is like you're not these characters; you are the person sending them on these. I love missions. that level of abstraction so, because it makes for interesting decision making. I really yeah, didn't so you, feel that at all. Like I get that that's there, but I didn't. I didn't feel yeah, like they I was don't. The they don't push on it as hard as some other games. Like um, I, uh, the, the game Frostpunk, I really like is another kind Man, of really game incredible game. Love that one. Guy. I feel like, oh, I don't know. That might be too much to ask for an episode of this show. But I love that game a lot. It's a good game. Also, of course, um, our beloved, um, uh, what's the mech one? Into the breach. FDL people. Into oh the man, yep. played a lot of that. That's definitely like it's your fault that your guy died, and your guy's like, yep. it's okay. I do it for the cause, and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, he died because yeah, I don't, fucked up. They don't push on it too hard in this game, but they do. there is a kind of detachment you can have if you're like, this is a level one guy. I really don't care if he dies. Um, I, but that's kind of, that kind of plays into the long run, and we'll, we'll talk about it. I was getting it, frustrated but, because um, my level one guys were uh, – like, my guys who sucked were, were sucking, and I'm like, what the hell? Why are they doing this? <laughs> The, the only other detail that I think would be important to mention, I'm definitely going to jump in with some other stuff, but um, there is kind of a, like a meta progression to this game where um, when you're out in the dungeon, you collect uh, uh, heirlooms and such, which are like come in three or four different flavors, but you use them to upgrade your uh, facilities back at the hamlet. 
Uh, so this will let you upgrade your character's armor more or give, the, give you more slots to put someone in the bar for stress relief or um, make it so you can pull higher level heroes from the uh, recruitment cart. Uh, just kind of a layer on top of this where like, in, I think if this weren't there, the game would feel a lot less, uh, feel a lot more despairing if you hit a huge loss because mm. you couldn't come back from it as fast. Uh, you'd be more I like I would be more apt to just restart if I fucking blew it but the way that the systems are in place you're always kind of making progress even if something really terrible happens yeah we yeah, love I a was, meta progression that, that's yeah. I, I was surprised that when you abandon a quest it still lets you take all your shit with you yeah yeah you just oh, get wow. kind of a stress hit uh, depending yeah. but yeah they're they're pretty this this one of the secrets to this game is that they are actually kinder to you than they let on but uh mm-hmm. we'll see if our everyone's experience, so experience with the game bears mm-hmm. out too would you <laughs> mind um running through the stress mechanic real quick for the listeners? oh yeah that is an incredibly that is important most unique thing part there of yeah the, the and it's the thing that i think that so, a lot of our experiences are going to focus on <laughs> so your characters can die permanently but what's almost worse mm. is some of the afflictions they can get by becoming too stressed uh, and uh, this game has a like torch meter at the top where if you keep uh, if you keep the area around you lit, they'll gain stress slower. Uh, but there are a bunch of other things like enemy attacks and uh, walking backwards that can uh, add on to the stress of your party. Uh, once someone's stress meter being maxes hungry. out, yep, being hungry. If you run into a hunger check and you don't have food for it, everyone hates that. Um, a bunch of stuff like that. Like if you come up against a, a pile of debris and you don't have a shovel, they'll all take damage and get stressed about it because they have to dig it out with their bare hands. Um, once that stress meter fills up, they'll become afflicted, uh, which will gain them a random negative trait from uh, something that we met. Or we, a couple of them we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, but they could become abusive and attack your other party members, or they could uh, stop listening to you and do something else stupid. Yeah, they could be hopeless. They could be paranoid. And so uh, there is like kind of a random role on this uh, where once their meter fills up, they could also become uh, virtuous, I believe is the term that the game uses, yep. uh, where they'll uh, say, actually, this is good and uh, heal their stress by almost half and then help heal the stress of the rest of the party. Yeah, I actually doing... like this. It's fine. That this I happens. really <laughs> think that this is such a cool mechanic, like the the possibility mm-hmm. for your heroes to power through. But like the negative traits will stick around, but the positive ones are temporary. Yeah, they'll last for the rest of the, the, the mission, though, which can yes, be really Yes, absolutely. Handy. Um, yeah, the only thing is that there are a bunch of positive and negative traits that uh, factor into the game besides that, where uh, we also mentioned a couple of them at the top of the show where, like, uh, oh, they uh, are a known cheat, so they can't go gambling for stress mm-hmm. relief. And, like, sometimes that'll be a big deal because all your other slots are filled up or something, and you really, you know, uh, like I, that. I was uh, joking with uh, with these guys earlier. One of my guys fell in love with one of the with one of the uh women at the brothel so he wouldn't go anywhere else he's like i need to be with my love and it's like dude she she likes your your money you're you're paying her for a service i can't tell i'm yeah. paying her yeah for i'm paying i'm paying her like uh and it's like i that's my money in your pocket i want to tell him that like um, i don't know if uh going to the brothel all the time is actually going to make him feel any better uh like sometimes like certain 
uh, like sometimes they'll come back after you try send them somewhere to heal stress and they actually it, like hasn't removed the negative trait. They hate they, it. Now. It hasn't removed their negative trait and yeah. like they're not that much better and you're like fuck now what? Or yeah, it takes yeah, them like, I, multiple I sent... runs to like actually get fully healed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I had a um, I don't know if she she was a healer, mm-hmm. some kind of healer and I don't remember the what she, what she was. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the vestal vestal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she only wanted to go pray in in Mm -hmm. the convent like that's all she would do um i think that was just a trait of her class her and the crusader um just want to go pray to relieve stress and i sent her to do that and it didn't relieve stress but it did make her hate the church she was Uh-oh. like, I won't go back to that, quote, place of worship. So I couldn't wow. put her in there anymore. Um, yeah, there's, there's so a bunch it, of interesting intersections mm-hmm. of all these systems. One of the reasons I really like this It creates a game lot of emergent gameplay stories. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, because of these three things, now I'm in this really weird situation mm-hmm. where yeah. he's full up on stress, but I he, he's like my best guy and I have to bring him into this mission. And it's like, oh, but he's virtuous. Okay, now maybe I have a chance. Oh no, he got crit and he died. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. there's, it's just compounding crazy it's scenarios. So when you, when you, I didn't realize how much it's like, when you, when you talk about it outside of the game, how understanding it is of like the human condition and like driving your employees insane it's like oh yeah. he's my best guy but he's too stressed out and he can't go to the bar cause you're he, a manager yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he drank too much it's like and when you take a lunch break and there's no food that everyone gets pissed off yeah <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's, somebody ate my fucking lunch yeah it's so and they say but of course the dog gets to eat and then you're like uh oh there here's the here's the resentment coming now they all hate the dog <laughs> okay <laughs> They all hate. It'd so I definitely only I better. Definitely wanted, I'm sorry. It'd be only better if they could hate you specifically. It would be funny <laughs> if they were like, yeah. yeah. If you were a character in this world, they would probably. It's almost have like you you're killed. not there. <laughs> they yeah. probably would have me. They killed. do talk to you. Um, yeah. The I, I think I will definitely chime in because I think how each of these characters like kind of articulates is really interesting. But there are so many of uh, hero classes in this game that I probably don't get a chance to touch on mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, but I think if we like a guy in particular, maybe we can highlight it as we're going oh, through yeah. our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anybody want to start? Do we want to talk about how we like the game? Um, I think I played the least of anyone, so okay. I could start. Maybe. All right. What, what do you think? Um, so I knew about this game for a long time, like since it came out, because at the time, like it was a big streaming game. Um, a lot of people were playing and it. Wayne and June I, was I making special it. Twitch things that would say, a subscriber has come to this channel. But he does yeah, not know. One of the uh, <laughs> ruin has come to the dis- subscriber. Uh, you you have posted cringe. You will lose subscriber. <laughs> yeah, um, one of them was Dodger, who I've been following for a long time, and she had one uh, that was like, uh, "Welcome, you cat-loving burrito babe," or something like that, because it was, it was some. Funny to have this, yeah, very deep yeah. voice. Man Wayne June, that. absolutely incredible yeah. voice. Apparently, they picked him up from audiobooks. Like that's how they found him. Like, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, this guy was sense. doing Lovecraft audiobooks and shit. So he, we found him, and he was perfect. Yeah, I, it I works. don't think we, I don't think we really touched on it, but uh, this game has a narrator that will underscore a lot of the climactic moments of the game. 
Uh, yeah. He also does all of the like load load screen reads. If you like do a boss bat- boss battle, you get some backstory about what their deal is. The heart um, and soul it's all, of the game for sure. It's all really well acted, and it like made me not mind hearing the same line for like the fifth mm-hmm. time it's like it mm-hmm. still it adds to this game's atmosphere so well yeah like and a crit happens and he goes like, how the quickly the to be tide like your turns ancestors. and you're like yeah that is what it's like <laughs> how quickly the tide has turned on me wow he's right <laughs> yeah how the turntables um so yeah, I, I knew about the game, and I always thought it was interesting, but I never thought it was for me because I don't like stressful, challenging mm-hmm. games. Um, so Alex suggested this, and I was still open to it because I was like, okay, yeah, I know that's supposed to be a really good game. Even if it's not my game, I know it. I'll have good things to say about it, and that's essentially um, exactly what <laughs> happened. Um, it was good. So, I liked it at the end. Yeah, like first off, the, the game's atmosphere is phenomenal. It yeah. like the art is is this gritty kind of um, very sharp looking style, very dark, very very black blacks and and yeah. just very deep blacks outlines, I guess. Right? Yeah, thick oh, yeah. thick outlines, dark blocky. shadows. I love it's, I love the the heavy the heavy shadows. shadowing on all of these characters is so nice. Reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of the Mike Mignola art style. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's that. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. And then the the whole theming mm-hmm. of it. So I I'm not sure I would be as stressed out by the game like in the way that I was stressed out. Like I, I would be frustrated, but I wouldn't be like stressed mm-hmm. the same way I was if the atmosphere wasn't and the theming wasn't mm-hmm. what it was, which Alex already explained. Like yeah, they there's... could put these systems into a game that looks worse and it would still mm-hmm. be fun. But yeah. the atmosphere and the music and the narration all really yeah all the bloody hooks hanging off of all the backgrounds really do a lot to enhance the experience (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the emoting like we were saying it was kind of mignola-esque um it is like they don't really show faces very well they're very Mm -hmm. shadowed kind of nobody has like eyeballs it's like yeah uh, everyone's kind of got shrouds over there we're referring to the the hellboy artist yes yes for people who Uh, may have not listened to that episode yeah for (laughs) perfectly legitimate reasons um but even though you can't see their eyes they are great at emoting like when you get um an affliction on a character in in the middle of a a dungeon or a a whatever you call that mission um, level yeah mission quest um and they get hopeless and they're like ah! you know they're screaming and <laughs> yeah the big zoom in on their anguished faces <laughs> yeah um it's it's so good so the, the atmosphere is really good um and i really appreciate it I, I really like to look at the game i like to hear the game um and i do kind of want to know what's under the house um it's the darkest dungeon this is it's it's the darkest dungeon, but what is in the darkest dungeon? It's so dark, no, can't see. Anguish. Yeah, it's so too dark, can't see. Um, so I, um, I started out and I was doing pretty good. Um, I was playing on the easiest setting. Yeah, I um, forgot to mention that. Um, I had everyone play on Radiant, or at least I suggested it because um, the difficulty modes in this game are weird because it is it kind of just affects the like experience curved because the game is balanced for a certain difficulty so they just like that's how the game is mm-hmm. uh what the difficulty kind of factors in is like how much experience gain you get and like i think it might affect some of the money you get too 
it just makes it so oh, that you yeah. have to do less grinding. Like you have to do less meaningless missions to level up your Hamlet or level mm-hmm. up your guys. Uh, you still get to do the fun parts of the game and it is still just as challenging. It's just, uh, it turns it from a 60 hour game into like a 30 to 40 hour game. Yeah. Which is still probably too yeah. long for most still games for me personally. Uh, yeah, like one of those. Zelda, I'm definitely going to put that amount in. Um, so, uh, yeah, Alex, I, I mentioned earlier, Alex picked the worst time to do this because we all mm. bought Zelda. Against my better, better judgment, I bought Zelda the, the day it came out, and I knew, I knew I was not going to play as much of this game because of Zelda. Though I didn't play as much Zelda as I, as I thought I would, um, and I did give a good three hours to this. Um, I planned ahead because I, I got in the skate for beta. Played a little bit of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Started Darkest Dungeon like last week, a couple weeks ago. Got my time in because I knew it was just going to block out a whole weekend for, for Zelda. <laughs> yep. I had it yeah. installed. No, I, I bought every, it a month ago. Everyone gave it enough of a shot. I'm not going to razz anyone for yeah. a, a brand new Nintendo game coming out. I think I might get yeah. back to this one. But, um, I, yeah. I was able yeah, to get like a lot of time sure. in on this, but I'm still embarrassed because I feel like I didn't make that much progress. Uh mm. And that that is to me like that that is like a more of a personal shame as opposed to I don't I'm not worried I did a bad job for the podcast that was more like I wanted to do better for myself my the gamer skills I my, like I'm, they're not up to snuff yeah. Cam Cam out outplayed me we'll uh, I out dice rolled you that's all <laughs> how dare I be out dice rolled um, so uh, yeah I I was doing actually pretty good at first. Um, I had I don't know does your is your comp different every time you start? So you're you start always start with the same two characters and they're okay. always named the same. You have Dismas, the Highwayman, and Raynode, mm-hmm. I think the um, he's like a crusader. crusader. Yep. Yeah, and uh, there is actually an achievement for getting those two guys all the way to the end of the game and beating the game with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I my guys died absolutely on my first run, so I didn't get that. But uh, it, they're those are the only two guys that are scripted. Uh, everything else is random. What you pull off the cart, what their names are, what their traits are, what their character class is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started out with those two guys. I was doing pretty good. Um, I got to town. I picked up a Vestal, um, who's like a healer class. Yeah, that's the um, most like support class in the game. Yeah, and then I also picked up a um, apothecary. Apothecarian? Mm-hmm. Apoth- Plague that doctor. Guy. Plague doctor. Yeah. yeah. I picked mask. up a plague That's doctor. Like I love PC, that guy. Uh, way to call a plague doctor. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't call them plague doctors. I'm a anymore. healer. I'm a healer. Yeah. I'm an apothecarian. <laughs> I'm a guy no, who dude, poisons my doctor. enemies. I keep herbs yeah. in my bird beak. Mask, bro. Um. So I picked up those guys, uh, and I love the plague doctor. Uh, I said yeah. in chat he's OP because, like, I mean his. I mean, based on, like, the attacks that he had specifically, because they can have different attacks. Yeah, and then you can you... switch them when you yeah. unlock the uh, Adventurer's Guild. You can buy the rest of them and then swap yeah. them out as you like. But I uh, started with him. He had, like, a a blight grenade and, like, a noxious blast or something like that. And yep. it's so good because you can, you can just... poison basically anybody. You can rules. poison anybody, <laughs> and the poison does a lot of... Like, it doesn't do, do a lot of initial damage, but it does a lot of damage on every turn for yep. the enemies. So I would just, like, blast somebody with that, and then the Crusader had a... um, and a, 
an attack that had bleed on it. So I was like, okay, I just debuff, debuff, debuff. Yeah, like I, I love playing dots, dots, dots. These type of games like that. I am absolutely sitting for ten turns while my opponent slowly <laughs> bleeds out. I love. Yeah, it was. It was like um, I heard this line so much. It was slowly, gently. That is how a life is taken, <laughs> yep. or something yeah, like that. that. Um, but yeah, so I I had a good comp going on, um, and my highwayman I liked him. He had grape shot blast, which actually did a lot of damage. It was a a range that would hit yeah. three people at a time. That's the one that hits the whole row, yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, it was only three. It's it's like the first three, not the last one, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then my vestal, she was fine. Like. Um, her the, healing was fine. The move uh, I like on I like on Vestal that I used a little bit. I usually ditch them early because the mm-hmm. straight up healer class is not as useful as you'd think in this game. Um, they have one move that will like stun an enemy, do a little bit of damage, and it adds to your torch, which is really nice. Uh, yeah, so you can bring a couple I think less that was torches. Illumination. Yeah, I think she had. Um, and stun is really strong because uh, it basically skips their turn, uh, so you, they won't get to attack the next turn. And then yeah. they get a resistance to it, so you can't keep stunning the same enemy over and over. Yeah, which uh, is a little annoying, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I was doing really good. Like I, I didn't have any problems. My first couple of runs, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good at this game. This isn't as bad as I thought, you know. Um, and then I went on a third mission. I had to put my, my vestal away. In, in the convent yep. um, because she was stressed out. She got stressed out really easy. I think I probably wasn't keeping my torch mm. up enough. Um, and, and it makes that great, great stress noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it can also like the, uh, usually the enemies in the back line when you're into in an enemy encounter have skills or abilities or something that can add stress to a party member. And they'll usually dogpile on whoever has the yeah, most. Yeah. They, they dogpiled on her and I was like, yeah. ah, Dogpile the healer, yeah. So it can get it can get out of hand really fast if yeah. you're not on top of it. Yeah, so um, that was happening to her. So she she started getting very stressed out very easily. So I put her in the convent, and that didn't help her. I were talking about that. Um, <laughs> she I, hated it. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I tried. Uh, I made a point to try to pick up like different classes and see how they worked. Yeah, you start with I could. a pretty deep, a pretty big roster, and you can upgrade how many you can have. So you can have like. I don't know if this is true, but it seems like you can have like two of every character if you by the time you upgrade your roster fully. So you yeah. can really experiment with everybody. And I had already picked up another Plague Doctor because they liked my first mm. one so much. And then I found out they didn't always have like the same moveset. Well, they can like, all learn the same um, moveset, though. You just got to go to the, yeah. the guild and get... But I didn't have... Yeah, I didn't have get, the money to do that. Well, no, you don't, have to, um, you don't have to pay to swap the moves out, right? If they already know them. Once oh, you okay. buy, them, right, you right, have right, to right. you can go, you can put them in the adventurer's guild. You have to unlock all of their moves, and then you can swap between them. You can even do it in the middle of a mission, which is nice. Cool. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So, so I would try to take other people out. I t- also took out a Hellion, and I liked her pretty well. But I really liked my Crusader. Um, Hellion was good. Um, I took out the. Uh, he's not a Joker. He's a Bard. Uh, Jester. Jester, yeah, yeah, but he's Jester. also a bard. He, yeah, he plays. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> fine. Loose, I liked or, his finale uh, move, but you could only use that one once per encounter. Um, yeah, he's a weird character to get under your belt, but he's he's a stress healer though, so you can like 
manage your team's stress that way and yeah. not have to rely on the stuff in the Hamlet. Yeah, there was cool. um what else did I take out? I tried a couple other ones, I can't remember what they were called again. Um, but uh yeah, another thing I like is there's a like a little character moment thing you can get um in the campfire scenes sometimes you have to camp um yep. and they if all if you do a medium kinda... or a long length mission you get a, a, yeah. a firewood you can burn and even though they don't talk directly to each other um sometimes it's kind of cute they're like i'm gonna sing a song for everybody or everybody let's <laughs> share a drink and you're like oh my little guys are getting along yeah, they're, and the then camaraderie they die. is good yeah they're yeah. all in this together so it's like well they're either like going to be really nasty to each other if they're afflicted mm -hmm. or they're going to be like, let's get through this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so um, on my third run, my Vestal got uh, hopeless and she just kept. Oh, that. yeah, that's a that's a real um, rough one. Yeah. And so every time she was like, we're not going to make it. The light has abandoned us. Everyone else would get demotivated. God, it's yeah, so, everyone else gets stressed. It's really, it really be managing your employees. You got one yeah. fucking Stop downer. Stop bringing the vibe down. Drag everyone else down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I quit that one because we weren't doing well. Um, and that I think that one was like a explore 90% of the rooms. And there were a lot of rooms on that one. And I couldn't get through all of them. Um, so then the next one I did, um, I think I I still had her because I was like, I need heals. Um, mm. I had her. I had the Hellion. I had the just, no. Did I put the Hellion away because she was fucking abusive? <laughs> no, no, no. Toxic, she got abusive on the last run. work environment? Yeah. yeah. You had to fire someone? You sent them to HR? I can't afford yeah. to fire uh, a man. Do you know what the turnover's like at this place? <laughs> um, yeah, so I had uh, the Vestal, the Hellion, I had the um, the Highwayman, and the Crusader. Um, and I got pretty far through one of the ones that was like, uh, do 100% of the skirmishes in the rooms. Yeah, do the room battles. Yeah, And those ones, the, the room battles actually are... are not so bad like they're fairly easy like I, you you just kill a bunch of spiders and they go down pretty easy or something like that um no i must take my plague duck down or whatever I, I know that i had the hellion the crusader and the um festal because i i remember both of those two were fucking assholes um so uh we got towards the end ish not the last room but um we ran out of fucking torches i ran mm. out of torches because i'd run out of money to buy shit um yeah that's one of the problems if you like if you bail if you leave a mission you lose all the money that you spent on the supplies yep and uh, you, you lose get the to supplies. keep your money but uh you normally when you clear a mission you'll sell back everything you didn't use yeah uh not the case <laughs> yeah so that sucked. Um, yeah, I didn't have much problems so with money in this game, but I, I imagine you can mm. wasting money. Yeah, I, I had some problems. If you blow it all on people and do... those people die, you could possibly <laughs> consider it to be maybe a lost investment. Mm -hmm. It's it the economy is interesting because like the shortcut to getting money is like oh you do a run with an antiquarian or two, but that in itself is risky because they suck in battle. So it's like. 
uh, you're doing you like, oh, I'll pick a low level mission and I'll bring three antiquarians. And if your guys are too high like, level, oh. they're like, I'm not doing a low level mission. It's beneath me. Yeah. Yeah. You see, so you got to bring guys that are kind of in the level range. And then it's like, well, this can get dicey pretty quick because I'm intentionally using three bad characters mm-hmm. <laughs> to make a bunch of money. You're going to bring your babies. You're going to train them up. <laughs> yep. It's like Pokemon. Um, so. Yeah, I got to that this one battle. Everyone was doing pretty bad. I had no tortures. Everyone was stressed. I had an abusive character who was demoralizing everyone. I had a hopeless character who was demoralizing any, everyone. And the hopeless character is also my Vestal, and she would decide not to heal people because uh, she was classic. too fucked up. Um, everyone was stressed out. Uh, it, it was not fun. And then slowly, all my guys started dying until I managed to get away with one guy all right um, did he finish the mission or did he leave the mission? no he, every, he was on death's door like they were all on death's door <laughs> for like half the fight and then they slowly just got picked off um and so i got away um and then i was like you know what i'm i'm done for right now uh That's i don't think reasonable. i'm gonna get to the boss <laughs> i i'm not good at game i'm too stressed out it made it made me angry Seb that had the little symbol appearing was... over their head just the <laughs> yeah, I had I had the stressed the out symbol over the my head. I, you had you had the thing you had the thing appear and just said hopeless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, so was the plague doctor your favorite character? I want to get a favorite character from whatever. He was so. my favorite character, um, in terms of abilities. Yeah. Uh, he because because you can just blight somebody and it kills them like pretty quickly, like in a few turns. Yeah. And I'm, um, I really like that his uh, plague bomb can hit the back too. If there are four people in a row, you get splash damage on two two guys in the mm-hmm. back, and then the guys in the back are often the ones you have to worry. Those are the guys the you most. want poisoned the most yeah. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's them and whoever's the first guy. Sometimes if he's yep. big and burly, and he's got a good stun move too. I don't know if you use that or um, yeah, I use that a little bit. But I'm yeah. also not a person who um, likes to use a lot of. Um, things that just affect like status changes, like yeah. blight will injure them. But things like stun or things that help your party, like oh, this buffs. Like buff. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't use a lot of buffs in general, like in any game like this, just because I'm like, well, but if I kill them dead faster, then I don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which doesn't always work to my advantage. Um, gotta play the long. So game. yeah, it's I love the long game. Yeah, I, I don't play the long game. I don't like it. Uh, well, I just I'm, want I'm them to be dead. Gave, I'm glad you gave this a shot, and uh, you had some success. Um, yeah, the, like one, I, the one I, thing I could count on with you, Seb, was I think that I knew you'd really appreciate the visual style and the oh, yeah. atmosphere and all of that. So yeah, I, was I, happy to I appreciate the game, what it's trying to do. Um, I wouldn't say that I had a bad time with the game, just that <laughs> it is not the type of game I would play. Like I know it's not for me. It's too stressful. Like even other games that make you do. Well, it's really a shame because I was planning on like making that. you play more stressful, horrible, hateful, uh, fear-inducing games. But <laughs> I guess maybe I'll have to table those in future. It, it, uh... We play SMT. <laughs> uh, no, I we simply do not have the time for me to uh, do SMT. Not yeah, I, I, you guys didn't know we're, we're doing a theme month. It's yeah. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I I was kidding. Frostpunk that is rocks. next. <laughs> Dis- dismay is dismay so is next year for sure. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's great. Um, uh, it's better than nice. uh, yeah. Does 
watch me that I had played. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else want to chime in with um, their thoughts? Yeah, Cam, you go next. Yeah, yeah I want to hear from go. Cam. Um, I think Nick might have more than me to say, but... Um, so on paper, this game... Well, I think game, if, if Nick says stuff during your thing, then he'll have less to say during his strategy. His thing. That's a good this idea. This kind of long-term planning is something that See, you could have used on your run. long-term planning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it is. Um, yeah, on paper, this is, like, right up my alley, really? for sure. Like, this type of almost... Yeah, definitely. Like, management kind of planning. It's something that's come to me, like, now in my gaming uh, tastes. It definitely d- wouldn't wasn't something i used to be into but like i really like now planning out the perfect turn or like having guys and you know their sections and stuff like mm-hmm. that's Setting why up I, your dominoes yeah and your ducks in a row. i really liked um uh god i forgot the name again the the ftl uh, uh, into the breach into the breach into the that breach. game got I really some dlc that game, this year that is really it. really good which is i think i played a little bit of it because it was yeah. free i think yeah it's kind of um, insane, honestly. Really liked it. I am terrible at it. Uh, this game, however, Darkest Dungeon, th- luckily Alex recommended the the easier mode, which is I haven't really done that from, in a lot from, of games, uh, but it from seems talking like talking to me, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it seems like the way to go for me because, like, uh, it I don't need. It's, I've said yeah, many it's just times. less it of the, the numbers part. a little. Bit. I don't need any more stress when I get home from work. <laughs> like, I, I get enough yeah. of that outside of work i just want to do my little game and my little management so i think uh to jump ahead i think my favorite guy was um well i'll pick based on uh either if either of you want to highlight the highwayman no yeah go for it you can you can detail so as with most of my gaming knowledge i saw in a germa stream that he used the highwayman and had the um Dueler's Advanced or whatever it's called. Yep, you got so it. So he's like the 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 gun guy basically. Or, yeah, he's the he's a, a thief. He's a robber. Yeah, thief <laughs> class. So he Dueler's Advanced. He jumps to the front of your party and attacks, and then goes into repost mm-hmm. mode. Right. Right. Yep. So anytime he gets hit, he he like has a, a counter attack immediately. You still take yep, damage, but. Yep. You get like a free five revenge damage or whatever, which rocks. Yeah, you get a yeah. You can respond to their attack with another attack. It's like uh, it's kind of like uh, Overwatch in um, not the game Overwatch, but <laughs> if you play if you played XCOM or anything like that, it's like you're setting yourself up so that on their turn you can get some damage in. Yeah, as opposed it's to it's great, your turn. and usually you can take a, a little bit of a hit to just. It's easy to justify to do more damage to like take a little bit more right damage. i believe think stuff like that so, like having a defined tank as a role in your party in this game is very nice it means it makes yeah. a lot mm-hmm. like having like a dps healer tank is good in this game but there's also always a fourth spot so it's nice to kind of either double up or have somebody who's got a more mixed use like kind of specific role maybe like and there are a couple of roles that kind of play the uh, play the gaps between that, where it's like, oh, it's this guy's job to draw aggro, but he's not a tank. He like banks on mm-hmm. dodging attacks, which is like, uh, there's a couple of characters yeah, that can. Be and cool. there's uh, characters yeah. like the the Houndmaster or whatever, who it's like, you, I mean, like you know, he's not necessarily your damage dealer, but what he's good at is hitting hitting people from anywhere because the dog can attack all lines of the enemy. So you he can't take a ton of damage. 
and he's not like your highest damage dealer, but he can always hit anyone no matter what line they're on, which is very important. That's helpful, especially because I hadn't seen this mechanic before in any other games, but when you kill an enemy, it leaves a corpse that you can't get around until you either destroy so, it or it rots away. I didn't think to mention this stuff, but this is this is interesting because um, this game was in early access, uh, so it was developed alongside people playing. Over a long it was period also of time. Starting uh, game. Um, but uh, corpses were a thing that they added. It was a patched-in feature. Oh, wow. Um, and it, there was a minor bit of controversy when they added this because it really fucked up people's, like, who were playing the game already. It made it harder for them. And they're like, I, we don't want this. Uh, so there is an option in the menu to turn off corpses, but oh, it's okay. such an interesting gameplay system oh, that I love it, it. it's worth keeping. I think yeah, it, yeah, it, it, makes it, it more like, unique. Yeah, I didn't think that it would do. Like, I didn't really explore the options in this but game. But it's, it's I'm not funny sure that why, people but... got mad about it. I, yeah, I, I didn't like, get it's, mad because it's it... cool and good, and I think the history has kind of proved them right on that. Yeah. But uh, it was one of those things where the people who played the game didn't know what was good for the game, but the developers made a smart choice that now people like. Yeah, it's mm. like, oh, you've hindered the meta that we've created before the game was done. It's like, well, I don't yeah. care. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, one of those times when people who play a game are wrong, which is most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I'd say most of the time. But, uh, yeah, so the the Highwaymen, like, I like the synergy of that moveset where you, like, jump to the front, like everyone's gonna hit you and you have a response attack and then that cues up your next attack which is called point blank shot and you just like blast the guy who's directly in front of you you can only hit the front guy but it does huge damage and then pushes you right. backwards yeah so it's it such just a, resets it's like, the loop oh, of like then yeah. you jump forward so one character synergy back. it rolls <laughs> it's just really neat although it did completely fuck me later in the game but um uh i liked him and I do have to shout out the the holy warrior or whatever his yes, name the is. Crusader. Crusader. Yeah, the, you, st you start off with a crusader. He's got great knight. skills. He just great, was like yeah. the only guy who could do damage on our team. <laughs> just a reliable like. It's the into the breach thing again. It's like up. wow, a guy that can attack in a straight line. Where do I sign? It's like oh, sick, a guy who hits <laughs> yeah. the character in front of him. That's cool. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> I, never, I don't it, have any. It was nice that they gave you really good characters from the start instead of giving you shit guys. Well, they yeah. want you to learn how to play the game. Classes are the two yeah. that you always start with. Yeah, yeah, that rocks. It's very important. Which is why when when Seb was shouting out the the uh, plague doctor, I was like, damn, I didn't get any use out of that guy. And luckily, you posted in Discord, so I tried him right before we started recording, and he like beat the boss. Hmm, nice. Because mm -hmm. I I was I was doing what you were doing, where I was like. Okay, two damn. I could have two Oreos if I wait thirty minutes, <laughs> yeah. or I could have one Oreo now. Like, <laughs> I was just having the one Oreo now, and I could have been doing two Oreos worth of damage. So, uh, yeah. when it came to, I, I would like to go on a really, really minor tangent. Dots are always uh, worth it. Uh, just, and I, I might cut this out of the episode, but um, Cam using the Oreo analogy yeah, no, reminded me that uh, earlier today I was at you had two Oreos talking with um. Uh, some people in the fighting game discord because people were uh, talking about the new mortal Kombat that just got announced and they uh it was again uh one of our uh one of my friends merrill used a fucking burger analogy to like explain like like uh, the like a difference between like for example 
uh, Mortal Kombat and Guilty Gear because somebody was like, well, Mortal Kombat sells the most out of everything. He's like, well, just because McDonald's sells the most doesn't mean it's the best. And then, like, uh, somebody responded, like, all right, this is the only way you can explain anything to Americans. You got to use a burger analogy. (laughs) 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 And it doesn't work because we do agree that McDonald's is the best. Because we like McDonald's. And then people started talking about, like, being able to go to Cumberland Farms and get, like, a $1 giant drink. And then it's like, it's like all we have in America is beverage. <laughs> That's true, man. I'm so Cumberland Farm chilled now. I'm like, get it. I'm on the rewards program. But, oh, but uh, I fully support the, the, uh, the, the Oreo analogy. I, it just reminded me of that. And I, I wanted to, to chime in with that story. That's just the eternal American <laughs> podcasters. We talk about Oreo, Oreo beverage, drink. burger. It's how we explain. It's how we view the world. How we explain it. It just makes sense to me. Uh, and getting overworked uh, at our uh-huh. minimum wage right, jobs. Right, right. Well, getting overworked <laughs> at your minimum wage so job what? is like when the burger isn't very good. <laughs> when the burger isn't good. <laughs> making a face into the webcam. But uh, uh so how what was your boss strategy? Yeah, oh, I think that's what you're getting yes, into. Yeah, yeah. So um luckily in the middle of the week, um uh Alex has been going to the gym, he's been going to the Y and there's a Y near where I moved to and I was like, Hey, you should why? try this one. I what? yeah the YMCA. You suggested that. What? There's this this is an Abbott and Costello bit. Yeah. Joke? yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, we'll blow past okay. that. I also needed to go over to your place to pick up the uh, switch dock because I Zelda. didn't have mine. Yes. Zelda is yeah. very important to this week. <laughs> yeah. it's, pivotal. It, it is pivotal because it, it gave me the, the, the motivation, uh, the will of the warrior to to do better in this game. So Alex came by to pick up the thing and I was playing Darkest Dungeon at the time. Partly because I knew he was going to come by, but I... Like, I have to impress my friend by playing the game. Not soliciting a little coaching. <laughs> yeah, no. like involuntary coaching. Or very voluntary, actually. But I just, you know, like, I like after work, ADD, like, I'm not going to read all this text and get really into the strategy of this game. I am definitely was going to, like, get frustrated by it and turn it off. So I watched some... some passive entertainment via Germa streams of him playing it to kind of learn the basics of it so that I could go in with some knowledge. And then Alex came by and we talked about like the, the overworld and upgrading your move sets and like yada, yada, yada. And, and like the basic or the second level of basic mechanics of the game. So you recommended um, when it comes to the boss, just to wail on the boss and not worry about the the background guys. Yeah, because the ads all die. This is the case for all of the bosses. The ads will all die if you just kill the boss. So a lot of it is a, a DPS race. A lot of it is like, oh, like my strategy usually is like, oh, I'll use a character that can mark them so they'll take extra damage and just mm-hmm. wallop on the guy. So because uh, uh, the the first boss, the apprentice necromancer, summons a bunch of skeletons and. You are a fool if you just attack the skeleton. So you just <laughs> and I would have definitely been that fool. I would have employed the two Oreo method of like being patient, taking out the the side guys, so that I could, you know, reduce the damage on my my boys. But yeah, and that strategy can work. I just should say, but uh, it's much easier to just take care of the big guy. Yeah. But, so my yeah, my fuck ups actually worked in my favor because I had the party I brought because. 
my holy warrior was in in the the sex dungeon or whatever <laughs> like exercising is. He let you put him there? Uh, no, I don't remember exactly where he was. He might have been at in church, time. We will know the extent I, of the sex dungeon. I, I think he was getting <laughs> tortured because he was a kleptomaniac, actually. But um, oh, so I couldn't bring him. So I brought uh, the the long range specialist, the thief, um, the I forget what her name was. She has like the mace and can like heal the vestial. Yep, the vestial. Yeah, vestial. yeah so I think you had probably what arbalist, highwayman, thief. Yeah, or I'm sorry, highwayman vestial. That's pretty good. And That's then, a pretty good party. Uh, plague comp. doctor. So yeah. very, like, varied party comp. But that means that they all had their specific roles. And if I fucked with that, then three out of four of my guys became useless, which is yeah. kind of accidentally what I did because I got the order fucked up where my Vestial was in the back so could only heal and couldn't attack. My Plague Doctor was driven mad and was a masochist, so he was always running up to the Uh-oh. front. Uh-oh. Oh my so, god! And then I had so then he can't hit anybody because yeah, he's too close. Then I had my long range guy in second place, so they couldn't shoot anyone in the front. And then my highwayman in the middle, and I kept jumping him up to the front, pushing everyone back, and making everyone more useless. So I'd... yeah. So I I don't think I outlined this specifically, but every one of your characters it's move dependent, but generally it's also character dependent where. They want to be in a certain party position to, to be the most effective. Yeah, they thrive a lot. in a certain area. And it'll tell you, based on the moves you pick, it'll dynamically change like their preferred party position on their menu, oh, uh, which is a great spot to kind of look for. I forgot. Yeah, so the... if you pick skills that, like, the Plague Doctor has a, like, a, a, a knife attack that does bleed, but that attack, you can do it from the front. So that'll kind of adjust his preferred position a little closer to the front if you need and it. And I did have not that have that attack equipped. So I think I I think I did like two missions without Alex, two missions with him, and then two more missions after he had left. So it was kind of like a good balance of like I had a middle training course. But mm-hmm. like, so I completely fucked the order on my last two uh, missions, but it kind of forced me to have a designated healer because they couldn't attack from the back. So they were just constantly yeah, healing can... the plague doctor who was forcing himself to the front. <laughs> and it made you, one of you... my guys like totally useless. But You can switch the position of your party members, but it is you can only move them forward one and it takes their turn. Yep. So it's yeah. if you're out of position in a battle, it's, it can be a disaster if you don't have skills to move around. I got around. so lucky because I was doing the most bonehead move of moving a guy to the front and then moving him back with my next turn by pushing another guy up. So yep. just like wasting completely a turn. But um, I ended up being able to poison the the Necromancer's apprentice to death, basically, because my Plague Doctor was being so aggro. He was always at the front. Oh, so I was forced <laughs> wow. To that's use that's such moves. a cool interaction of systems. It worked. It mm-hmm. all played. It, it was like knocking over a, a, a well-built like tower of blocks and it forming like a different <laughs> well-built tower of blocks. Like, it yeah, it's like not what I was supposed to picture. do, but yeah. it, it ended up working anyway. But that's great. Before that, it was funny because Alex was over trying to explain like what not to do and what happens when you fuck up. And I kept getting people on death's door and the dice would roll and do be like double sixes. And they'd just be like, actually, I like this. This happened 
three yeah, times when you, in the course of you, like you 45 had, minutes maybe i think on those two missions i think you had two characters max out on strength and both of them became or max out on um, stress, stress yeah. and they both became what the virtuous. fuck <laughs> i was like that never happened <laughs> yeah. yeah it was classic this never this has never happened to me before uh, just incredible luck so i never pulled out of a dungeon or lost a character or lost the dungeon like must be nice it's just i got really really lucky but i was also had some prior knowledge going in i had alex helping me out and i did as i mentioned earlier the the two oreo method of just patience and like waiting and like doing bringing way too much food spending all my money on supplies and bandages and shovels yeah, i think having the way does he have a line shit talking on... you for buying too many supplies because i i like the one he has about uh taking too much stuff when you're in the dungeon where he's like packs yeah. with two packs heavy with trinkets are often low on supplies mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah no i think they want you to over prepare i think the when you spend too much on resources you the only real bummer is that like at the end of a mission you sell them back for less than they mm-hmm. you bought them for i believe but but i was just flooded with cash up. so yeah. it was um, yeah and I, and yeah also, and what do you need it for other than supplies and healing people? Uh, upgrading all your shit that's pretty much it the po- or yeah. buying trinkets if you want to but they're expensive i also employed the podcaster's trick of like knowing i just needed to beat this one boss before the episode yep. so like <laughs> blowing all my money not worrying about characters dying even though i, I didn't have any die but i was just like if i beat this boss it doesn't matter like I, as i did it for the pot <laughs> you just gotta get to the goal i post. just need uh, bragging <laughs> rights for the show <laughs> but um yeah, I loved it. I think it was great. Um, it's I just put it in line with other games of this type that aren't totally similar, but I love of like, I don't know, like Enter the Gungeon, Into the Breach, mm-hmm. this, like, uh, I even want to throw like, um, oh shit, I just lost it, uh, Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Like, those types of games that are like punishing, but you're supposed to lose kind uh-huh. of like it's me- the meta is how you deal with like, failure a lot of the time blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah i've i've been able to really let go of like consequences at video games lately of just being like yeah oh, it's I, fine if you die that was that was a stumbling block for you uh, oh yeah on previous things for we've done yeah, that's for a, the show it's like well i don't want to lose that would feel bad yeah. <laughs> you can probably look back into this podcast and see my like episode to episode growth of feeling it doesn't matter if you lose video right games. i had to learn the lesson <laughs> I, i've talked about it before on the show i had to learn the lesson of the the creatures inside the computer aren't real and it doesn't matter if they get hurt or die yeah. um like mm-hmm. Pikmin, I definitely remember us talking about Pikmin and being like, "Oh, I've never cared if my Pikmin." Yeah, really, yeah. yeah they, well, they totally are. And not, by the I time we played cared, Pikmin but... three, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, it's fine." But what? It's <laughs> yeah, it's a video game. It doesn't matter. But when we played Pikmin one, I was like so distraught at the idea of my Pikmin drowning, even though they're dumber than rocks. And sometimes they are rocks. Sometimes they, they are. Rocks. <laughs> yeah, stupid there we go. <laughs> Jumping all <laughs> over that stupid one. Stupid little bugs. <laughs> But yeah, uh, loved it. Are you, you all good, Kim? Yeah, play I'm glad you more. liked it. We'll see, we shall see. Uh, so, yeah, I awesome. played. I played some Darkest Dungeon. I played a couple hours of it. I had. Um, well, I don't know if I would describe it as a good time, but I was very invested in this game. A good time <laughs> is the wrong word. I really was interested and invested and uh, enthralled by this game. But to say I had fun would be wrong. Yeah. Game games are right. not they can aspire right. to more. Than Absolutely. Just being I fun. enjoy a fun game, but they doesn't always have to be the only thing that they can do. 
It could be a compelling right. game. Great um, so for me, I went into this with the idea that I kind of didn't want to look stuff up. I wanted to have my own experience feeling things out. And that, I think, was a mistake. Um, Same mistake you made on the donut podcast. No, that one, that one was fine, actually. That one was good. <laughs> mm. I made that mistake, too. Um... <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I had the little stress things appear over my head and uh, it, like, came back with, like, prideful or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, you you may beat me down, Darkest Dungeon, but you will never take my pride. <laughs> but they took my pride. Uh, so I had... Um, I, I did pretty well for my first couple of missions. On my first playthrough, like, my first session of this game, I didn't have any deaths i didn't have any drastic grievous failures i was kind of like doing all right and i was hiring more heroes and i had a full roster and i was getting them decently upgraded and i was using my b team to go investigate like a, a level a, a new I, I wanted to send them to a, a level one place but i accidentally clicked on the the next like level of the place i was already at the 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 ruins yeah the ru oh, I, ruins. I accidentally clicked on like level three of the ruins and i'm like ah shit but i'm like you know what i still have one of my veteran guys with me maybe i can do this anyway i didn't like abandon quests and back out i'm like you know what maybe i can do this anyway and i started to experience like troubles like for sure i, I started to, to experience some real problems um the biggest one being uh my plague doctor who uh he became a masochist and uh oh no wait he didn't become a masochist he became uh, like a fatalist like he was like he was like oh hopeless like uh, i i don't believe in anything now yeah. and during a, a tense encounter i was trying to heal him and he wouldn't accept being healed he's like i will not let you heal no, me yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. i'm like anyway. you i'm yeah. like you motherfucker like you are about to die and then he did die I, I yep. so I I just felt that was like a, a definite moment of like filling me with despair of like, oh he the RNG rolled that he got the trait that he can't be healed and then he was in a spot where he needed to be healed, and then yeah and then that's that's, that's it goes, like yep. he he's done, and I didn't get any more plague doctors uh, so I was I was just out of that resource yeah, for the rest of the of my time playing the um, game. On, on on my revisit, I lost a Plague Doctor. That was uh, my only death on like the three or four hours that I played again. But uh, I didn't get another one for a while. I'm like, come on, I yeah, need no, this guy. Yeah, no, no, the stupid no more Plague Doctors. Nobody that could even <laughs> inflict poison damage. It was really, really harsh for me. I all and that first zone is really, really strong. All I was poison. getting, all These I was getting skeletons. from the fucking cart was people who could do regular basic melee damage, and that doesn't help me at all because I already have those guys. You know, I already have a Crusader, I already have a Hellion, and I already have a, a Leper, I believe, was the other class. So, yeah. I've never uh, had a Leper. Leper is a class? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what is that? It's a, it's a dude, it's a dude with do? a gold you mask like, you... and, like, uh, like, covered in armor, and they swing a big sword. Yeah, the Leper okay. has, like, weird party synergy. He can heal himself for a lot and he heals his own stress. I believe huh. he does more damage the mm -hmm. more stressed he is though. I think there's like a mechanic. <laughs> he also has one of the only like uh, where you can like he can hit both the both the front two members of the uh of the uh like enemy party. Hold on, I got to move, move her around. Uh 
I think she's getting a little antsy. Yeah, apparently when people do challenge runs and stuff of this game, they can like you can like solo the Really? Game That's interesting. Like, I mean, they have some, my leopard like, was really really good. Buff hmm. bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not mess with him too much, but he is another really good frontline attacker and he has a very strong self-heal, which is great. A couple of these characters have moves where it's like, oh, they can only heal themselves, but it's pretty strong. <laughs> like the Houndmaster has a good one too where he hugs his dog. And oh yeah. Heals up. When I was watching German play, uh, it was really ranting about how everyone said Leper sucks, and he's, like, carrying the team. <laughs> yeah. But I never got to use them. I got to use... Yeah, I don't think I saw the, him. The, the knight, the antique... I like the antique guy, though. Antiquarian. Antiquarian. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, because I'm, I'm absolutely a pack rat and, like, wanting to collect the most the and get the really... most. really... The fun, weird thing with, like, the Antiquarian's the money class. Like I said, it's it's mostly for grinding money because anytime you interact with a curio or a lootable thing with them, they can also find an extra sellable that if you mouse over, it'll say it's worth, like, 500 or 2,000 or something like I, that. I just fucking um, love that. I love being like, oh, I have to click this guy when I when I collect this thing because that gives me a little more and, and I use this guy. The, I had my, my highwayman was, like, better at diffusing traps and stuff, so I would use... Oh, I got to have him selected to investigate the traps yep. to try and defuse mm -hmm. them. The like one cool trade-off with the antiquarian is of course that your limit your inventory is always limited to as many slots as you have. And by adding two or three more co different collectibles that don't stack with anything yeah. else, uh, you're r really low on inventory if you want to bring actual like supplies food or torches, on any of those yeah. money runs. <laughs> Uh, and so it's not like you can speed a, like run, run through them because most of the time your your characters move at a set speed, you know. Yeah, and you oh, usually most of the mission objectives make you explore yeah, like ninety percent of the dungeon. Yeah, and if you're smart, like I, we didn't mention scouting, but certain characters have a better chance of revealing the rooms in front of them. Mm -hmm. And if you're like clever about how you move, sometimes you can avoid a fight or avoid a trap. But uh, a lot of the time, you're going to every room, buddy. So even on your, like, short excursions, you've got to be ready. <laughs> yeah. But so, anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah, Nick, uh, so finish your I, impressions. Uh, that was a big loss for me. Um, and But I was able to, like, kind of make a recovery. I decided to, like uh, – so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So he – he the Plague Doctor dying is a big deal. Um, but now that I've done this mission – I can do uh, like a a bigger like like I can go to take on I can I'm closer to taking on the necromancer's necromancer's apprentice and uh, I only have one more mission before I can do that. Let me take out the veterans that I had that were you know at the bar or at the church, and I can take them with me and we will you know go do it. And then I just had like the the dog shit run like it was it was really bad. They they were becoming. <laughs> They were becoming selfish, and they were like, a become, one of them was a masochist, and like they, they were like, I was getting uh, hit with the stress problems, and one of the big problems I had, I'm realizing now, uh, but I didn't have any nobody I I was getting in the cart had like the stress heal abilities. I only found those later on, like I, today when I was playing, I found somebody with the stress heal abilities. I'm like, oh, that would have been nice earlier. Like if I had known, were you yeah, just like, interacting with every like curio that you came? No, across? I was not. 
stopped but, doing that. I stopped reading books But completely. I did yeah, interact the... with one really, really <laughs> bad one. Can we cut Seb saying that out and use it as a yeah. top <laughs> I stopped reading books completely. I'm off books. The interactables in the dungeon are often um not there it. It, it's usually like a 50 50 but a lot of the time it's 75 25 and sometimes they're and you always get really you get really good like uh loot stress. anyway from the dungeon so it's like i feel like there's almost no need yeah. to be greedy but then sometimes your guys will develop the the trait that makes them check them all yes. against your will <laughs> If they're compulsive or uh-huh. if they're like, uh, ooh, their trade is they're fascinated with corpses. I had one. It's like, oh, if you see a fucked up corpse, it's like, I'm getting stop, I had one that. where the trait <laughs> was like selfish or whatever. And uh, he's like, don't touch it. It's mine. And he goes to touch this thing. And it starts a fucking boss battle. And. Yep. <laughs> and oh, my God. So if you touch the, like, there's like an orb. It's like a shambler. The shambler's yes. altar, I think, maybe. Something like that. It, yeah, if you interact with, with it, it summons a mini It's like the beginning of Aladdin. <laughs> it is like the beginning of Aladdin. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's not really. And I, my party was already kind of like, like injured and stressed and annoyed with each other. And uh, I'm like, okay, maybe I can run from this battle. And it's like, no, escape is impossible. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so uh, my veteran party is completely massacred by a shambling horror from beyond. They get tr- I have trashed. nobody. I have nobody <laughs> left. I have, or I have one veteran left, and he cannot lead a party of like losers into the boss. So I, and like this was last night. So I'm like, I don't have time to train up an entire new team of guys to do the boss before the, uh, before the episode. And I was really frustrated with that, because like I, I was, I was, li- I was like on pace to do it, you know. Ugh. Yeah. And. It sucks how yeah, much and, of this uh, is tied to dice rolls. I mean, I guess not dice rolls well, really. Like you I can think, prevent disaster mm-hmm. in certain yeah. ways, but part of the part of like the two hundred one level skill of getting decent at this game is figuring out how to like hedge as mm-hmm. much as possible. So when things go don't go your way, you have like three or four right. recovery like, plans. As like I just, didn't. I'm if sorry. I if I had had a, a B team that was like a real B team and not just a bunch of fucking losers who just uh, just got off the cart yeah. five minutes ago, why are you so mean to them? They guys? died. Or they like, all died. Like, I sent say, them on a level zero mission and they fucking died. They are losers. Maybe because you kept calling them losers. <laughs> your manager, and, you got your boys killed, bro. Because <laughs> they're yeah. dumb. This isn't a uh, this isn't a dunk on you, Nick, but like. If you had I'm like dunking. inspected your character and been like, oh, he has this trait where he'll compulsively interact with a thing that could be very bad for me, it's like, oh, well, we'll bring him to the sanitarium and I'll pay any amount yes. of money to get. You rid know, of that that's terrible that's trait. something that I could have done but, when he developed that trait. I could have abandoned the mission, which I didn't do. I didn't. That's I, true. I wasn't abandoning missions, which is something that I kind of like needed to. Yes, you, absolutely. It's not. Yeah, it's not a great thing to do, but it is better than taking a full Which I did. So, yeah, obviously it would be better than that. And I got one of the funnier things about that is I got two achievements when that happens. (laughs) I got two achievements that's like, have your your whole party die and have your whole party die to a boss. And I'm like, oh, great. I get getting some. Oh, cool. (laughs) But a a lot of the like a lot of the the challenge and the fun optimization game of this is like both knowing what to do when you're put in a really terrible spot 
and just try and just knowing how to not put yourself there mm. is another like thing that you yeah see that was get, a like you that was a, a thing that i definitely need like knowing when to say okay that's enough these these guys are clearly not good enough to finish the mission i need to back out i so so my my kind of i think maybe stubbornness in the idea that i'm like okay well these guys are are stressed out and selfish but i think that they can still make it to the end like no those traits will kill you all everyone will die if you try to 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 like force this forward it was something that i i was not keeping in my head so in a way yes absolutely this is my fault <sighs> well i you seem like you still uh were yeah emily was noticing she's like well you know when i come home you you talk about it a lot i'm like yeah i do i have a lot there's a lot of really cool systems going on with this game i was like having a lot of uh i was you know explaining that you know dismiss in my playthrough he fell in love with the with the prostitute like it's like i i got buddy like you know this is gonna cause you prob you and me problems along the line she doesn't, she doesn't love, love you, you dude I'm it's sorry. okay and it's okay that she doesn't it's love you it's her to job make you feel like yeah. that bro <laughs> and uh yeah we all have absolutely. that one mercenary that we have absolutely of course and you know with every waitress Fucking uh-huh. Dismas again, dude. Bro, and then I have I had a guy who was like who was waitress. getting really arrogant and masochistic, and I'm like, this guy needs to learn that it's not all about him, so I'm going to send him gambling. <laughs> and that worked. <laughs> he got he got rid of it. He's the only veteran I have who is still alive right now. Uh he was a uh, master was at arms. He was my he was my all star. Oh, He's my okay. ace. It's a uh, foe, the master at arms. He's good. And his b- best thing was the retaliate skill. That was my favorite. This was my favorite yeah, class. This was my favorite cool. guy. I loved him. He was great. Uh, most effective for me because he he survived like missions with like virtues and like the you know that other people like just could not escape and his like retaliate skill and his tanking skills kept other people who were in a bad spot alive i yeah so just to detail that real quick his his move retaliate will uh you pick you pick an enemy you do some damage to them but it um puts you on repost so you'll counter attack when someone hits you and then it marks you uh, so um, all of the team will focus their, ag- or all of the enemies will generally focus mm-hmm. the aggro on you. Uh, and you can combo that with a couple other skills. When I was playing, I had a Master at Arms I was running with. Uh, I had him escorting some of my antiquarians for a loot run. Uh, and the antiquarian gets a move called uh, Protect Me, mm-hmm. I think it's what it's called, mm-hmm. where uh, you pick one of your allies. It gives them a buff to their dodge, and it makes it so that if anyone attacks the antiquarian, they attack that guy. Uh, so I had my master at arms do a repost, and then I had my antiquarians all. Oh, do that sounds awesome! I would love to do that. <laughs> so it yeah. like buffed his dodge by like ninety percent. So they would all the enemies would attack him, and then they would miss because his dodge was high, and then they he would just counterattack and kick the shit out of him. It yeah, was really a, fun. A to, uh, team combo. building on counterattacking is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the kind of mixed uh, party composition led to me to do some stuff that I probably wouldn't have wanted. Like if I could just, if this was like Dragon Quest three or whatever, and I could just pick uh, th- uh, four of whatever class I wanted. I would not have run these teams, you know, <laughs> like I had, uh, I had, I, 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 I got to look up what it means officially, but I had like three melee classes all together. And it's like, none of these guys can use all of their skills right now because of what I have to do. 
Because they're all three yeah, of them are meant exactly. to be in the front. So, <laughs> so like but that, that, that yeah. was what I had. Like, I, the, the guys I needed were, were, you know, drinking or praying their stress away. And there were yeah. all the guys who were coming in on the cart were these same classes, which fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I guess my choices are go in with less guys or go in with more of the guys who have the same skills and try and make it work. Yeah, and that's that's why it's interesting that like in this game uh-huh. you are the manager, right. not the players. So it's like, yeah, you're well, the caretaker. You, you've really got to like. Uh, it's sometimes you're stuck mm-hmm. with all those guys. It's like this is the only this is the, yeah. the C yeah. squad, the D squad. It's like yeah. all I have, but I have to advance a week. I know. So yeah, that my my good guys, my good guys the, yeah, the my good bar. guys are not ready to come back yet. They haven't like they haven't healed any stress. So and I need them. Like, you know, this was Dismiss and, and Foe, the guys I was talking about. They are not ready to come back yet. So I have – all I have are, you know, four melee guys or three melee guys and a, and a, a guy with a dog. And so that's what I was playing with when we when we were about to get on the, the call. And I sent them into the Warrens, which is, like, one of the other areas, right? And, like, the enemies there are kind of yeah. focused on causing stress and poison, Yes, they're all pig people that want yes. to give you diseases. Horrible, uh, but <laughs> I didn't look at the. At, it's yeah. the at sewer the... area. Yeah. Okay. So oh, everyone there love, is resistant to poison. Love to go so to you, a sewer <laughs> area in a game. You really don't want to bring your plague doctor there because he can't basically yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. Um, Houndmaster is actually pretty good there because I think he gets extra damage yes. against beasts, which is what yeah, most so of I, those so enemies I was, are. And he does bleed, which all of I was pretty you know excited about that, but I. I brought him in, and these guys, like, all, they miss all their attacks and get fucking murdered on the level zero yep. of, the, uh. of the, the fucking Warrens. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, I, and again, here, here I am in the podcast l- looking at it now going, well, why didn't I pull out? I could have. I could have, yeah, I, I could have, I could have just whatever. exited yeah. if I, when I realized this was going badly, but. If you exit, does it advance the time? Like, I because th- like so I the, yeah. the I was doing the mission. I wanted to have oh, a complete that mission yeah. so that I could have money to buy supplies. And if I keep yeah. the coward's way yeah. out is not always the wrong choice. You can you can yeah. leave. Yeah, it tells yes, you that. I in suppose the game. That, that sometimes it's nobler to just leave. If Apollo Creed had just. <laughs> Ivan Drago wouldn't have killed him in the ring. Yes, well, uh, much like Apollo Creed, uh, all of my heroes died. So I had two. In in the limited amount of time I played this game, I had two total party kills, which it means that, you wow. know. Uh, it means you're bad yes, at the game. Yes, it does. It means those when it's, uh, losers like even. Even at those low levels, it is it sucks to lose a like yeah. a bunch of characters because then it's mm. a lot of time training characters uh-huh. back up. Yeah, a lot of time and money, and my good guys are still not coming back, which is very frustrating. And it's it's nice that you keep a lot of your upgrades, so it's like, well, I could keep you know I make can afford to unlock all their skills now, or it's right. Like I, I made the the one, the guild the guild or whatever was cheaper because I had done the upgrades for that, so I could get the moves yeah. but they won't let you upgrade you can get more moves but you can't upgrade the moves that you yeah. have until they're level one or whatever and they won't become level one until they do two missions and i can't send these guys on any missions because they fucking die and i'm, I'm just very frustrated with this <laughs> yep. like none of these none of these people are good enough to live yeah send them back to daycare you know? that's right 
Yeah, you I did. I really liked this game. <laughs> but I, I uh, was frustrated that I couldn't make any progress. It do be like that. It really do be like that sometimes. I don't think any of this um, is a problem a with the game. I think that I this is outline. the kind of experience that the game is meant to cause. The, in fact, the, the, yeah, yeah, the exactly. three of us are giving great answers and variety of the experience that this can cause. Yeah. We mm-hmm. ran the whole game. Yeah, definitely. Think, That's really, true. I like that. Um, a couple of things I just want to mention. Uh, I had everybody try to get to the Necromancer's, Necromancer's Apprentice, the first boss of the Ruins. Uh, but uh, I really like all the boss fights in this game. I think they all like add a weird gameplay wrinkle. And um, you usually have to fight. Well, you don't have to. But um, as long as you're good enough to get to the Darkest Dungeon, like you have your guys leveled up, you can just go do it. Um, you It kind of gives you a checklist of like, oh, defeat these bosses. And it helps because you get good loot from doing the boss missions. Um, but they each of these bosses has a uh, beginner version, a intermediate version, and a hard version. Uh, so you'll by fighting the necromancer's apprentice you know how the boss works so when he comes back up and you have to fight him again uh he is harder but you have the strategy down uh and all of these bosses have kind of a gimmick or a weird strategy that you can use like that you kind of just figure out because you have to fight them more than once you're like oh i remember that he summoned guys in front of him so i'm going to bring guys that can hit the back row because eventually he'll be pushed all the way to the back um my favorite probably is the um, the swine mm. prince is the one of the f- uh, bosses you fight in the Warrens, and uh, he is a big, huge uh, pigman guy with a big axe, uh, and there's a little guy behind him called Wilbur, uh, <laughs> and the little pig guy will basically on every one of his turns will point at one or two of your heroes and he'll say, "End this one," uh, and then your heroes are marked uh, on the big guy's next turn. He'll uh, do a big attack to hit the guys that are marked specifically. Um, and there is a move that the Arbalist can get called the Rallying Flare. When you use that, it gives you a couple buffs, it adds to the torch, but it removes any marks on your party. Uh, so if you use that, the boss, uh, the, when the big boss's turn comes around next, he will just do a really weak attack that hits everybody. Uh, so you can like completely cheese that fight, cheese that fight if you Love bring the like list in. I think that's and so cool. And there's like one of those weird strategies for almost all the bosses, uh, and it's just like knowing the game, knowing the encounter, knowing the strategies, and like all that stuff is so cool. I love that stuff mm-hmm. of like, oh, you're supposed yeah. to do this, or like this is the premier strategy to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and there's like varying degrees of that. Another one that I really like is the. Um, the cove, kind of the like eldritch fish people zone, uh, also has a lot of uh, undead skeleton pirates, which is great aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a boss called the Siren, which is the Siren. It's the one that lured all the pi- pirates there uh, to be killed. Uh, but the Siren boss will take over one of your party members, and that's kind of a classic RPG trope. They'll charm one of your guys mm-hmm. to fight against you. Oh. Um, if if you bring an antiquarian, they, since they have really bad uh, debuff resist, they will be the thing, the guy that the boss chooses generally most of the time to charm. And the antiquarians <laughs> suck in battle, so it's like, oh, perfect. Yeah, you can have yeah. them. I'm not even using this. That's guy. great. I love. <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a but, really fun uh, strategy. It's like I'm gonna bring the I'm sandbagging. I'm bringing one bad guy and hoping that they they charm them. Yeah, but uh, before you go into every boss ever. 
Oh, uh, you know, I could do this all day. So did you have, a, like, were you happy to hear the experiences that we had playing this game? Was that, like, would you get, like, what you wanted out yeah. of that? Oh, yeah. I got so, I like, I really love, this game is, like, oppressive and hard and uh, sometimes very frustrating. But the all the systems in the game and the way that everything interacts is so, so up my alley. I love hearing all your guys' mm-hmm. weird stories and getting afflicted, then getting double crit, <laughs> then dying or... <laughs> falling in mm-hmm. love with the hooker, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, one, like one more little anecdote for my revisit. Uh, I, no, I know we're, we're going long, this, but uh, we can, we... I have an exam in the morning. All right, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, I uh, Cam stumbled into a good strategy with the uh, with the highwayman, uh, where he can kind of like move back and forth and do Ooh, some yeah. of his different. I like moves doing the party shuffle. That's fun. In the party, you like intentionally move oh, them around. There's that. like half the characters in this game have a move that will move them around, and if you really synergize those, you can do some crazy dumb bullshit. Um, I did that combo with the highwayman, uh, but I combined it with a hellion in the first first spot, uh, and hellion has a move called breakthrough. Yeah, breakthrough. Uh, that will hit the first three people, first three enemies in the party, and move her up one. So I was basically alternating uh, duelist advance to move the highwayman up, and then uh, the, it'll move the he- the hellion to second, and then the hellion moves up with yeah, breakthrough. Yeah, you just keep switching. Uh, it's so yeah. synergic. And you can do that. You can do that with like a bunch of different characters, and it's such. It's like I didn't mess with that stuff at all on my first run. Really, I kind of was still learning the game and didn't really think to mess with it. So it's like, even just coming back to this and playing like three hours just to brush up a little bit, I'm finding new strategies that I'm like, why the fuck did I not <laughs> use this? Uh, there's so much depth to this. I I'm glad you guys uh, gave it a shot. <laughs> And had found some fun. Well, in thanks here. for setting a, a low bar. Too, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I did only play like two hour, two. It, it's maybe, a I long think three game. Yeah, I would never a... have. It, one of the reasons I put this off for so long is because it's like, well, how do you get a good chunk of this? But I think I feel like we, we got like the found a good it. first yeah. bite out of the game of like. I'm sure it yeah. gets more complex and like you're managing like ten and like guys and all that, but like. Got I the, think one the, of the interesting the things that our show does is it like kind of makes, at least for me, it makes me think about like, here's How something you, that I like. What about the first I two agree. hours? Yes. I think that oh, I, was, I was kind of struggling with that a little bit on something like uh, Into the Breach where I'm like, oh, okay, well, this game is really about like kind of the long run and like the experience you have yeah Yeah, like this can be a 40 hour game i think that's how long it took me on my first run it's like how do you really get the feeling for that this early but i think i think it worked out yeah i'm really happy really happy to hear that so i think that we we might play more now that we have exited the darkest dungeon seb what do we have next for the the show um Next, we have a very bright mm-hmm. and colorful thing. Snake pleasant. <laughs> um, Paprika, um, one of Satoshi Kon's movies. I was it the last one he did. I, Alex. Uh, I do not know that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, so this movie is um by Satoshi Kon. Um. I don't know that we've we done did, any we, of we his other Perfect stuff Blue. for Perfect the Blue uh, we very did, recently. We did Perfect Blue. Yep. Um. Just trying to yeah. Anyway, so it's one of his his movies. It's another anime film. Um, it's based on a book, um, which I have not read. Uh, it's in Japanese. Yeah. I don't know if it's been translated. Um, and Christopher it is Nolan shamelessly stole this movie <laughs> for Inception. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's about um, a woman who 
Um, so she, she and like some researchers have, have this technology that lets her go into people's dreams to help them. Um, and the whole premise is that, uh, the, the line between the dream world and the Ooh, real world. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's real. I can't wait. Yeah. I've heard it's excellent. I'm so, really, uh, I'm a huge it's fan. It's a very yeah. good movie. Really it's weird. Perfect Blue, really like Millennium. And Perfect Blue. Really so like good. Millennium Actress, yeah. really like Paranoia Agent, so I'm happy to... This is the last blind spot for me for mm-hmm. Satoshi Kon, so I'm looking forward to it. We should do. That's part we should of the reason Millennium I picked Actress it. Too. I, I was so yeah. not That's, interested yeah. in that movie, and then Alex was watching it one day. And it Millennium Actress kicks rapid. ass. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to that eventually for sure. Yeah, I should retry that one. That was my least uh, favorite Kon movie, but this is Paprika's the first mm. one I ever watched mm. uh, by Satoshi Kon. Can't wait yeah, to I'm check excited. It out. This will right. be fun. Yeah. So we will see you next week with Paprika. And if you have a horrible cursed letter from an ancestor that you'd like to share with us, you could send it to please don't cast at gmail.com. And that is please don't cast at gmail.com. But in the meantime, we've got Paprika next week and we'll be looking forward to it. And I hope you enjoy hearing from us then. Bye. 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 Complete party wipe. Ruin has come to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all died. <laughs> <laughs>